Hello and welcome to the first episode of Kill James Bond, a podcast in which us three pursue noted tuxedo spy dickhead James Bond Sr. through 24 <laughs> films, innumerable other properties, and because, like, I wanted to mention why we're doing this, right? Mm. James Bond is a fucking asshole, man. Mm. And every other podcast about James Bond is about how cool he is. Uh, like, how the aesthetic is good. No, no, that's not what we're doing. The podcast no. that we're doing here, this is about how much of a prick James Bond we is. We are an anti-Bond podcast. Specifically anti-Bondcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And we are going to introduce ourselves. So, without further ado, the name's Caldwell Kelly. Alice Caldwell Kelly. The name's Thorn. Abigail Thorn. And I'm Devon. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we know about this Chinese gentleman? Nothing much, except his name. Dr. No. I like Chills. it. Welcome. I like it. Right, Welcome we've got production values this mm -hmm. time. And we are going to be going through, we're going to be pursuing James Bond through the chronological films, which means we're starting with the first one, Doctor No. Not the fucking bullshit comedy Casino Royale. We no, might but this is later the first on, one. We're starting out with the first serious mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is Doctor No. How did we all briefly? How do we all feel about this movie, having having seen it for this? Well, Dev, am I right in thinking it was the first time you've seen a Bond film? Yeah, this. I'm um, well, not the first time I've seen a Bond film. I'd only seen uh, Skyfall before, so everything that I was seeing, I was comparing to like the later Daniel Craig Bonds, and it's mm. remarkable just how different it is. <laughs> yeah, this is such an a, like early sixties movie. And I figure what I'll do is I'll, I'll like I'll take us through it. I'll give us the the synopsis and then just jump in uh, because like I'm I'm now occupying the showrunner role for the first time, which means you guys get to be the 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 tangent idiots. Perfect. Yeah, you we get do. to like pull the thing off track. So I hope you're very excited oh, for the that. role I was born I to play. <laughs> well, actually, Dev, it's funny that you should mention the roles that we were born to play because. One of the reasons I was so interested in doing a podcast about James Bond, well, the two reasons, one political and one personal. Mm. The political one is that I have this hypothesis that James Bond is quite like Doctor Who, in that frequently it's almost good. However, mm. unlike Doctor Who, when James Bond is bad, it's bad for interesting reasons. Doctor Who is bad because they, they write it on Friday and film it on Monday and they have a budget of 10 pence. James Bond has all the money and talent in the world behind it, but it somehow manages to suck almost every time. And often, <laughs> often in ways that reflect interesting things about the society that made it. Well, what's really funny, what's really funny is that Doctor No is different from a lot of the other Bond movies in that this was the last one, the only one, in which they had no budget it was an whatsoever. an absolute shoestring. Mm. From, from what I found out, they you can, paid and you can the tell. main woman $6,000. 
like maximum to be oh. in this. Ooh, in what's 1962, that in that's, that's yeah, that's not going to be a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. Well, and and the other the other reason and why I, why it occurred to me when you said the roles we were born to play, Dev, mm. is um, the the biggest note that I've made in my notes here is just the word hauntology in big capital <laughs> letters because um i well alice and i i think had quite similar upbringings in that we both went to uh private schools we were both military cadets i actually went mm-hmm. to a university from which mi6 recruits and i know mm-hmm. people at my old university who definitely did not join mi6 <laughs> that definitely yeah. did not happen <laughs> you get to do the cool thing where you say yeah i work for the foreign office despite yeah, having no yeah. diplomatic skills i won't name yeah, I- anybody just in case they're all just in case a bunch of terrorists are sitting around a table somewhere listening to this podcast and all of a sudden they're going to turn to one guy and go wait what <laughs> dr no dr no dr no is hauntology because it's it's well, let, let me take you through the beginning, right? And the beginning made me think I was dissociating. Because <laughs> it's the first Bond movie, I mean, excuse me, it's the, it's the only Bond movie until, like, one of the late Brosnan ones that doesn't have a live-action title sequence. It's all mm. highly 60s animated. You got some mad fucking flashing dots. Mm. Uh, it, you have a change of song to a calypso yeah, song partway through. Jarring transition about midway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and the first shot, the first live action shot that you see in James Bond is three Jamaican men pretending to be blind in order to shoot a guy with a silenced pistol. Yes, it's, Which... it's very, very weird as an opening. It's there's some very odd <laughs> editing choices right throughout this. There's a lot of bad jump cuts. There's almost mm-hmm. no establishing shots ever. I'm not sure whether There's... that's because they had to switch onto a different kind of film to shoot outdoors and the lighting didn't work. Because all oh, the yeah. indoor stuff is 35mm. But yeah, I don't know why that is, but it's some very unusual editing going on. Mm-hmm. And so, we start with not James Bond. It takes us a long time to meet James Bond. We start with these villains, mm. these, these three Jamaicans on Jamaica, who murder, ruthlessly murder, uh, the station chief of... MI7 because it's not MI6 <laughs> they, yet. They it's not yet. Yeah. Very badly. They overdub it very obviously <laughs> to say it's MI7. MI7. <laughs> yeah. And so th- th- this this guy John Strangways, which fantastic name by the way, <laughs> is in- engaged in sort of hauntological pursuits, right? He's literally at his club, the Queen's Club, with a bunch of other white friends, this retired mm-hmm. general from the Indian Army, and a professor, and they're all playing bridge. And then he has to go and take a phone call from MI7, and he gets got. And he gets, gets assassinated in such a like a haphazard way. The, the, oh, the yeah. three guys pretending to be blind might as well have just not even bothered with that. They just sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah. walk past him and then rotate and just shoot him. Like, <laughs> in Broad daylight, yeah. too. A- AI daylight. set to hostile suddenly, and they veer out and they shoot him with a silenced pistol. It's so not good. only that, though, not only that, but they then kill his secretary. The unforgivable crime, because mm. spies had to have secretaries back then. And so they they break in to his house, and while his, his secretary is like on the radio, which is this enormous sort of wood-panelled contraption. You're going, uh, come in London, London, come in London, this is Jamaica. That's Jamaica, though. Uh, 
Jamaica, she gets she gets also got with the brightest red stain. Really red paint, man. Oh it's, yeah, it's, so it's strawberry jam. It's beautiful. Yeah, I and loved so it. This is, this Fun is, fact about this is that our lass. Incitement. Fun fact about that mm. lass. Mm. She got that job to play the secretary because she owned that house they were filming in. Yes, she's oh, she's not yes. an actress. Yeah. I thought it's, she did a passable job. It's such job. a classic shoestring budget thing to do. Just like, <laughs> fuck, you own the space. I guess you're an employee of ours now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so th- this is our inciting incident, is murder most foul. And we see this travel all the way up the chain uh, through a series of like poorly overdubbed uh, bits of footage of like radio signals, intercept sectors and stuff. Uh, and then finally, we get to... James Bond, who is in the club at Les Ambassadeurs. Yeah, not just any club, but the casino at Les Ambassadeurs, which was then an extremely famous high-stakes casino. So it's quite a mm-hmm. clever bit of sort of character establishment, because the first thing we learn about James Bond is that he's a gambler. He's a gambler. A big he gambler. moves in these circles. Incidentally, the first time we hear his name spoken, the guy mispronounces it. Check this out. I'm looking for Mr. James Bond. Bond. Mr. James <laughs> Bond. Bond. <laughs> Hello, I'm looking for Mr. James Bond. <laughs> the problem is that everyone in Britain at that time had mouthfuls of cotton 24 7. That is true. And there's a lot of that oh, in this yeah. movie because that's part of the hauntology is that, like, this is absolutely a dying seconds of empire thing. Mm. And so. Every single British person that we speak to who isn't Bond, who is the only person to have like any kind of a sort of regional accent, talks exactly like that, Mr. Bond. Um, and so we, we, we join him in the club where he gets to do the famous Bond, James Bond thing, which I'm not going to, I don't dignify with having a drop for. And we hate pl- him. We, playing... don't want to, we don't want to dignify that. No, he's, he, he's, playing, he's playing high stakes chemin de fer, a game for dickheads. A game that has you- no skill involved. Again, it's a character establishing <laughs> moment. It's purely a game of luck. I think mainly mm-hmm. the, the main attribute that we learn about Bond is that he's lucky. Yes. In fact, that's the first thing that's said about him, is the hot girl, Sylvia Trench, across the, the mm-hmm. Chemin de Fer table, um, he, he says, I, I admire your what is it, tenacity, Miss Trench, and she says, I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. And then, of course, he immediately tries his luck, and this is this is the other fun thing about Doctor No is that it's still in the age of Bond where you could have every woman on screen look as if they constantly want to fuck James Bond. Well, in fact, yeah, all the they time, do. when when Sylvia Trench appeared on screen, I started a timer just to see how long it would be before they fucked. <laughs> um, nine minutes and ten seconds, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> It's about That's that right. in universe as well. <laughs> Roundabout. Yeah, but Bond, Bond, Bond excuses himself from this hideous damask wallpapered casino, um, it, a, and goes to his like boomer ass, extremely spacious flat, and finds her there wearing one of his shirts and playing golf, which is an interesting case of perception. Uh, in, the intro- of, um, in the original script, she was supposed to be naked. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and so Bond Bond gets this line where he's like, "No, I have to, I have to leave immediately to do spy stuff." And she well, makes be- out because with him. He, he's like, he he goes to see M first. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, you're right. Yeah, I forget. This is the thing, right? 
it's I, I, it's so tempting to make Bond more responsible than he is. Mm. But like, no, what he actually does is he gets pulled out of the casino to go to work. Yeah, right? <laughs> which is why he later says, "You're nothing but a stupid policeman." A stupid policeman. You are just a stupid policeman. So he goes to see. He goes to see M. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Summoned. Yeah, which is why he, we first like he's first like introduced in that in the fucking tuxedo is because he's just been gambling on on work time essentially. Yeah, this is just what he does on a Friday night. He just goes and blows tens of thousands of pounds in Les Ambassadeurs. Mm-hmm. He meet he meets Money Penny for the first time, and they hadn't really <laughs> s- sort of fixed the Money Penny <laughs> character yet. So like. Later, Money Penny is more like, "Oh, well, you are gonna flirt with me, but I'm gonna pretend like I don't like it." Mm. Whereas this Money Penny is just like, "Why aren't you fucking me right now?" Well, at least she is established to clearly be into it. Yes, she she's mm. pretty much the only woman James Bond in the entire series who is established to like you know consensually want James Bond to flirt with her, mm-hmm. which is kind of yeah. nice. She's also the only female member of the cast who is not overdubbed. <laughs> we trust Everyone her. We else trust is overdubbed. Yeah, most of the other roles are overdubbed by the same woman. It is the wow. same voice the whole way through. That was what I was thinking. It is. I was losing my mind. This is, where, this is where you get the origin of the like sexy Bond lady Fuck, voice. I was losing my yeah. mind. It's sort of faint, faintly exotic, a little bit breathy, and it's no, it's just one woman who they got yeah. to do it because they, they didn't. They hired. They hired one sound editor. Most movies have at least two. They had one. And this, this is what they they got them to do, which is why there are a lot of shots of people talking and their lips don't move. But as we as we see later on, there's another female character who is played by a white woman in yellow face. Yes, I was going to make that. I love love the redundancy of hiring a white actress, putting her in yellow face, and then (laughs) then getting a white woman to dub just to make sure that nobody foreign is allowed anywhere near this film. (laughs) I mean, there were multiple foreign, like there were multiple Asian women cast in it, but they just were never allowed mm-hmm. to fuck Bond. Obviously, no, no, no of no. course not, because that would be that would be dangerous and repulsive to the, mm. to the viewers of 1962. Right. Anyway, so he goes to meet his boss M, who is this sort of fatherly figure. Incidental detail: I always really liked the fact that M has this sort of cool double door design to his office, where both of the doors are like covered in leather. Yes. Right? Mm. I thought this was. This incredible piece of like world building. I thought it captured a real aesthetic. The reason why they did that is because it was cheaper. It's made of plastic <laughs> because they couldn't oh. afford a real door. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a soundproofing thing, or it's to stop they, people shooting they, they, him through they, the door. They, or... Later, they kind of worked to that, but no. In Doctor No, they, they originated it just because damn, they had some plastic sheeting and no door, so they just built a door. <laughs> And covered it with this so it didn't look too bad. And M introduces Bond to well, first he he like passive aggressively like takes his gun off him and is like, what is this? A gun for ants? Oh no, he goes like, what is this? A woman's gun? Because the guy takes it and he's like, What are you gay or something? In a woman's handbag. It's like, yo, this guy's got a gay gun. Yeah, he does. When when they bring in Q, he's like, This is a gun for girls, Bond. Bond, what what are you, a pussy Bond? Not even Q yet. It's just like a guy. His name was Major Boothroyd. Major Boothroyd, named named for a guy who wrote to Ian Fleming when he was writing the Bond novels, complaining 
about the gun that Bond used and complaining that he should use a water instead of a barretta because it was, <laughs> a, it was gun a gun for, for ladies. women and homosexuals. Right. Yeah. Again, hauntology, because as soon as he said the word barretta, I remembered that I unsuccessfully in university tried to date the heiress to barretta. So again, hauntology. <laughs> most, uh, a highly avvy story. I went to Aberystwyth. <laughs> hmm. I, I went to, I went to the University of Glasgow. I was informed that it was as good. No, anyway. So so M takes his gun, replaces it with the water, and introduces him to the lowest stakes plot in the entire so franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and that plot is, somebody is going to make the Americans' moon rockets fall over. That's Rocket it. Rocket fall down, the Bond. Rocket, Rocket, Mr. Bond, are you aware that Rocket fall down? We're going to get a lot of good data out of that, though. That's the thing. It's it, it it's like never. <laughs> it's, it's never explained why anyone should give a shit. Least of all <laughs> I the can British. MI7 yeah. being like, Bond, they're going to drop the rocket. They're going to knock SpaceX's new uh, moon mission over. <laughs> Bond, you've got to go kill some Jamaicans, Mr. Bond. It could be inferred that they, if they manage to topple the rocket successfully, then they might do the same to missiles, I suppose. But no, I don't think anyone explicitly makes no, that connection. No, nobody, nobody bothers to do that. Uh, it, it's not even clear whether it's like a manned rocket. But of course, this is 1962, so we are we are pre-moon landing. Yeah, that's right. We, well, we haven't landed on the moon yet, so the, the, the Americans are about to launch another rocket to go around the moon with someone on it. And some of their recent rockets have gone a little bit squiffy. And so uh, they send Bond to Jamaica to say, well, why, why are these rockets missing? It couldn't be because launching a rocket's quite hard. It must be because no. a sinister man in yellow face Foreign with fake hands is doing it. interference. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so Bond, Bond, Bond stops off. He's told, like, get on, get on the plane immediately. You have three hours. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to stop off for pussy. Which he does. Mm-hmm. He goes he home, does. Right. finds Sylvia Trench wearing one of his shirts and playing golf, which, again, is wild. Fucks her, gets on the plane. Never like, established uh, how she got in. No, she <laughs> broke in. He doesn't like have any kind of security or anything. Doesn't even like. lock his door. Yeah, and and we get a classic Bond scene, much imitated over the years. Of Bond arrives in an airport, and everyone in that airport is following him. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very Naked Gun, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it's all it's missing is guy looks through eye holes cut in. I newspaper. thought we were going to get that because they introduce a guy holding a massive newspaper, and I was like, yes, 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 let's go, let's go. But they they didn't go for the eye holes. They just had him stand nearby in an extremely conspicuous mm. way, and everyone everyone is like extremely suspicious looking in different ways, mm-hmm. except for his extremely friendly and extremely sweaty driver. <laughs> <laughs> who is like, yeah, no, I've been sent by by Government House, because Jamaica is still a British yeah. colony. Mm-hmm. Uh, government House has has sent me a swarthy man to carry your bags <laughs> and drive you to the thing. You have just walked off a plane with a loaded gun, which no one took off you. And which, by <laughs> you the way, when five you were- <laughs> martinis deep. <laughs> uh, you haven't slept, because we've established that you've been up, up all night getting pussy. Um, also, as when Boothby gives him the gun in the previous scene, Boothby loads the gun, 
gives it to Bond. Bond looks at it and then just puts it away. He performs no kind of safety check at all. So Bond has just got off a plane drunk, sex-addled with a gun. (laughs) And this swarthy man is like, hey, welcome to Jamaica. This this movie absolutely says fuck trigger discipline. Every time mm-hmm. Bond picks up a gun, the first thing he does is put his finger on the trigger, and the second thing he does <laughs> is put his other hand over the top of the barrel to like <laughs> manipulate it around. It fucking rules. But like he meets this swarthy man who's like, yeah, no, I'm 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 your chauffeur, places a phone call in a phone box, and immediately blows that guy's cover as an assassin. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then, in what is a, a perfect Bond moment, he knows that this guy cannot be trusted, he knows he's there to try and kill him, gets in the back of his car anyway, just as a flex. Yeah, again, what we know about Bond is that he's lucky. That's pretty much all we know at this stage. He's, he's lucky, and he fucks a lot, and he's, he's very, very, very stupid. You are just a stupid policeman. I'm gonna get so much use out of that drop. <laughs> Did you? One thing I'd note, and this is completely uninteresting, it could be cut. But the point where he's he's giving the phone call, he also gets like a word inserted halfway through his sentence. It's like <laughs> so he he's he's going like um, very good. I'll I'll see you later. But like they insert the word the halfway through because he's clearly like mangled the pronunciation once, and they instead of overdubbing the whole line, they just redub one word right in the middle of it, and it's so jarring to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so Bond gets in this guy's car and there's a car chase. The first car chase in Bond and it's like this this packet is following them. So Bond makes the guy get off the road and then beats him up. And the thing that I want to like note from this as he beats this guy for information is that across this movie James Bond has two moves. Like in a in a combat mm. sense, he can he can judo throw a guy or he can punch a guy in the face with a right hook, and that's all he does. And once you watch this movie, it's impossible to, to see it as like anything else other than Bond presses A button, <laughs> Bond presses you, B you button. You made this observation in the group chat earlier before I rewatched the movie just before recording, and you're completely right. He only ever does <laughs> Sean Connery famously only had light attack and heavy attack. That's all he had. <laughs> he never learned any yeah. specials. Oh, and gun, obviously. But Bond does heavy attack, heavy attack, light attack on this guy. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I was sent to kill you. I'm sweating so he's, much right now, by the way. I'm, I am slick. I don't know how you're <laughs> holding me. I'm really moistened, man. <laughs> Aren't you Scottish? Yeah. How are you not just, like, melted? <laughs> And, Scotsman on Jamaica. Yeah, and Bond does the thing, tell me who you work for, and the guy fucking kills himself with a mm. cyanide capsule in a cigarette. He, like, talks Bond into letting him have a cigarette, and then he bites down on it and fucking dies. Talks Bond, Bond makes it. this hilarious face as well. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, I probably Not shouldn't again. have done that one. Yeah, and he talks oh. Bond into it with the sentence, let me have a cigarette. Yeah, and which Bond is goes, so badly dubbed too. Yeah, <laughs> right I see no problem here. <laughs> and so Bond, Bond just drives this dead ass man to government house in a convertible like, with just a corpse in, a, in the back. Yeah, he's just in the back, <laughs> and he he leaves he leaves him in the care of the Jamaican police. And once again, everybody has this accent. 
every everybody is 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 from the Foreign Office. Everybody is very dignified. All of the policemen are wearing shorts and long socks because that's just how the British Empire was. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very bad. An and empire of dads. Yeah, an empire of dads. And he sort of he 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 pumps the dads for information. He finds out about this bridge fall. And he goes to Strangway's house and finds this photo of him with a local Jamaican man. And of course, mm. because Bond is... You are just a stupid policeman. Immediately the most suspicious thing in the house. <laughs> and so he's like, I gotta I got find this guy. Mm. And this guy turns out to be named Quarrel. Uh, and I'm gonna be very angry oh. about the treatment of Quarrel for... I'm gonna put a marker down here. Doctor No is gonna be the most racist Bond movie, at least until we get to Live and Let Die. Because Ooh, really? I what strongly about you believe twice? so. Oh no, I think this is gonna be No, because This okay, at least so manages meets... to be racist against more than one group of people. That is true. That is true. So he meets Quarrel. Who try, kind of brushes him off? Mm-hmm. He follows Quarrel to a bar, um, and then he tries to kind of like get him in private. And it's very weird because the way this is filmed and the way this is written, <laughs> it's impossible to a modern observer not to read it as Quarrel wants to suck this guy off. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just g- give us some privacy, will you? Because I got to go talk to this guy who I keep looking at in a really weird way. Mm. Um, and so, and so they get him in some privacy, and then Quarrel just pulls a switchblade on Bond from across a room. Not sure what he's yeah, intending not, to do yeah, with this. Bond is standing next to the door, so he could just walk out. He could the just door. leave. He could, he could just leave. But then Quarrel's friend, the owner of the bar, whose name I believe is Puss. Yeah, his name is Pussfella, and I wrote that down in seventy-two point font in my notes. <laughs> I didn't that. This motherfucker called Pussfella. <laughs> Yeah, and P- and Pussfella rules because unlike Bond, he has a grapple attack. Yeah. He just grabs Bond by both arms. He grabs Bond by both arms, then Quarrel says, "Ain't no use you struggling." Pussfella wrestles alligators, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, let's go." There are no alligators in Jamaica, but all right. But hey, if there, if there are, Pussfella's gonna find him, and he's gonna wrestle. I want you to, and I want you to. No, to he's the reason him. why there are no fucking alligators. <laughs> In Jamaica. Grapples. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Pussfella. Push, how do I go yeah, about he's unlocked the grapple name. attack. Mm-hmm. And so Bond then like easily defeats both of them by doing the heavy attack by doing a <laughs> he single just, He just smashes heavy attack. He knocks them just, into yeah. a massive pile of empty cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah. But then he gets stuck up. With a Walther PPK, which, as we've had established, it's a real man's gun. is it's a real man's gun. It's a gun that the CIA like, and we mm-hmm. meet for the first time Felix Leiter, who has the weirdest fucking American accent I have ever heard. He sounds like a Kennedy on Quaaludes. Ex- who tells him that he's from the CIA and they're on the same side. Mm, they're also there to, to find out why rockets. do rockets fall down? <laughs> why rocket fall down, Mr. Bond? Bond they're knocking if our rocket... rockets down. Yeah. <laughs> Bond, I can't figure it out alone. I need your assistance. Despite the fact that this mystery is extremely obvious, Bond, I need your help to figure it out. <laughs> yes, and, and, and this leads them 
to uh, the, the, be aware of an island off of Jamaica called Crab Key. Yeah. And what, we, and what Bond learns is that Strangways went to Crab Key with Quarrel, who was very nervous about it. Yeah, it's because Quarrel, Quarrel is superstitious and ethnic Quarrel and thinks is there's a dragon living there. Quarrel is ghosts, yes. <laughs> um, a, re a repeating it's... thing we'll see whenever Quarrel is introduced is that every person of colour in this movie is portrayed as being extremely instinct-driven and base. Yes. Mm -hmm. And irrational, and irrational. Yeah. It's extremely childlike race. hundred percent. And but before before this before we get into this, we have to have Bond blunder into his second trap of the day, where he finds out that these samples have been given to this geology professor, who is this incredibly craggly faced man who was working as a bush pilot in Jamaica when when they found him. Um, and Bond is just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to talk this guy up, see what he knows. It's probably mm. going to be a trap. I don't give a shit. Which he does, and Dent immediately snitches on him to his boss. His boss who is a spooky voice. <laughs> oh, this is an amazing introduction of Dr. No, though. I really enjoyed this scene. Um, yeah, and again, it's because of no budget. What happens is, Dent goes to this all-white room with a single really uncomfortable-looking chair in it, mm. and a skylight. And then Dr. No sort of talks him through Killing James Bond, that mm. thing that we love to do. That thing that we love over, to do. Over an intercom, he gives him a fucking tarantula in a cage, and is and he doesn't even tell him what to do with it. He just says tonight. <laughs> yeah, like, and the guy's what? like, do, do I do I eat it or do, I could do, should I use my gun? No, use the spider. Yeah, but but this scene is very very good. It is a good scene. I, th I think it's the highlight of the film, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the actor—I mm. don't know the—I can't remember the actor's name who plays Doctor No, but he's Canadian. Richard Wiseman, I think. And he—and he does oh, okay. And he does this. He does a very convincing English accent or quasi English mm. accent. He's got um, this kind of thing where he good. like all, all of his diction is right in the front of his mouth, and he keeps his mm. lips very closed. He's and supposed so to be get... Chinese. I've no idea why any of <laughs> that is true. Stupid policeman. But he's very good. He's, he's supposed to be like Chinese-German mix, I think. Mm. Um, he's neither of those things and doesn't sound no, like either of them either. He doesn't look or sound like either of those things, but... No, he's just a Canadian man <laughs> in yellow face, but that's how, that's how they did it <laughs> in the 60s. <laughs> we then get to sort of, the, sort of the highlight of the movie for me, which is uh, he lets the tarantula loose in Bond's room. And there are, before I get to that, there are a couple of fun details, which is this is the only time we see Bond really do spy stuff for like the rest of the the rest of the franchise. Mm. And what I mean by that is before he goes out, right, he like takes one of his hairs and he puts it on the the, the door so he can see if anyone's right. been in. He um he, he puts talcum powder on his briefcase so he can see if anyone's been at the locks. Mm. And then he comes back home, he he finds all of this stuff disturbed, and he's like, there's a genuine air of menace. It's like, ah, everyone on Jamaica is trying to kill this I, man. I wrote that down. Like, um, earlier Bond, he seems much more intelligent. He He's, he's like, laying traps. He's more intelligent, but, like, and, he's he's also in danger, which you don't really, like, there's peril in later movies, yeah, sure, yeah. but, like, nothing so mundane. Like, there's a bit where the, the three, quote-unquote, blind guys try to just fucking shoot him across the street with a pistol, and the only reason it doesn't work is because a car drives past and the headlights hit them, and they sort of scatter, but like, 
Bond is a lot more vulnerable in this right? than he ever would be. Yeah, again, it's just that he's lucky. That's the that's his only character trait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. He's just a jammy git. <laughs> yeah, and so and so he he finds this tarantula in his bed in the middle of the night, and you get this sort of exquisite shot of of Sean Connery just fucking sweating buckets as this tarantula climbs up him. Because and he then, in real life is very afraid. Well, was very afraid of spiders. Yeah. Terrified. Yeah. yeah. And th- this is then immediately destroyed by uh, it-, it crawls off of him, and Bond flails out of the bed, and to an orchestral <laughs> sting that like gives a big like sort of fucking trombone hit every time he does it, beats a spider to death. Five hits as well, like he doesn't mess Five around. Five hits, yeah. He- he doesn't even stamp on it either. He fucking beats a spider to death with his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Well, he uses a shoe. Oh, oh fuck! Is it? Yeah. Mm. The spider's name was Rosie, incidentally. Oh, rest in peace yeah. to Rosie. Well, Rose she didn't really, she didn't really die. I know, but like, still having to crawl on Sean Connery and be unpleasant. Well, it she's wasn't in, she's crawling in spider on Sean Connery. Well, she wasn't crawling yeah. on Sean Connery because because he was terrified of spiders. They had a layer of they had glass. A glass layer. Yeah. It's extremely obvious as well because mm. the shadow <laughs> this spider is casting is like an inch to its left on Sean. Hmm. Um. <laughs> But so Bond Bond now gets to do his his other thing, which is he has to go and get some more That's pussy, right. mm-hmm. and he has to mm-hmm. go and get this pussy from the double reverse backflip yellow face lady. This, this fucking woman, <laughs> this 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 woman <laughs> is introduced as Miss Taro, and Miss they, Taro. they treat her being Asian as inherently suspicious because obviously the only mm-hmm. information we have about Doctor No is that he is quote unquote Chinese according to a CIA mm-hmm. guy. His yeah, only guards Chinese. we've seen have been Asian. Bond gets back and he's like, "I'm afraid you've been misinformed. It's just a Canadian man in yellowfish." He goes to her. He goes to her. <laughs> what if a Canadian and man was Chinese? All, like fucking bamboo and like red lights. <laughs> but, and just like, to really hammer home, she's Chinese. Like, she's white. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing a fucking. She's oh, she, she, okay. Oh, so sorry. he comes to the door. On the way there, he kills the three blind guys by outdriving them on a fantastic sort of rolling road set where he's swinging the wheel back and forth, and the car isn't moving. Like he kills those guys. And incidentally, this is where we get uh, one of the first things of Bond just doing a quip when he murders someone. Because they're driving a hearse and it goes off of a cliff, and he's like, "Oh, they must have been on their way to a funeral." Waggles eyebrows at screen theatrically for the next fifteen minutes. And then, meanwhile, the person he says that to is like, "Do you want to stay here for the police? Are you insured?" No, no, no. All right, no, no, he's he's going, he's going, he's going, because he's got to go and 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 fuck this allegedly Chinese lady. He needs he needs the pussy, and she she's she's wearing a towel, and he shows up, sort of. Lightly interrogates her while having foreplay with her, um, and then she's somebody's secretary. She's the professor's secretary or something. She she yeah. she's the uh, the the principal secretary. She's mm-hmm. his secretary. Mm-hmm. And in my favorite detail of the dubbing of this film, which really is the standout, Bond unzips. I mentioned that <laughs> he unzips her fucking down. <laughs> There's <laughs> genuinely like. Zzz. Noise, and she's wearing a towel. There's nothing. What, what do you? What Earlier are you on, when do? when he gets her at the door and he takes like one, her towel off of her hair that she was using when she goes to to like uh, pick up the phone, he he puts the towel to his mouth 
and opens his mouth. Oh yeah, that was so five times. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Is such a a fucking lizard. I I want to. I want to emphasize from fucking day one. Bond was always this creep, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat a woman's towel. Yeah, it's very unusual. Second note, but she she calls she calls Doctor No or somebody working for Doctor No or the professor and says, "You know, James Mm. Bond is here. What do you want me to do?" And so they're like, keep oh, him here keep for a few there. hours. So, so it's, it's kind like, of oh, established. I guess I'll have sex with him. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. Is this? Uh, it's cons- not that. It's not my, kosher. My notes here just say sexual assault, yellow face. That's all I've got. <laughs> my, my notes. <laughs> that's pretty. That's are similar fair. to with Sylvia Trench. I started a stopwatch uh, the first time we saw Miss Tara. <laughs> uh, okay. Dev's just got Recurr- hundreds of stopwatches hanging off. Bit. Yeah, I'll be doing this. Yeah, um, yeah. Eight minutes forty-five <laughs> seconds. He works. For, he works. He's speeding fast. up. Mm. He is, he's accelerating. <laughs> he's getting, if anything, you want to see which Bond out of all the actors who play Bond, who's the fastest? <laughs> he, what's he, the, what's the quickest time? So the current time well, to beat is does. eight minutes forty-five. All right then. Mm. What 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 I'm he write does this down. is it's he, the Bond pussy he clock. has he has sex with her twice right. for no real reason other than being horny. Has her arrested for nothing because she hasn't really done for anything. Being suspiciously Asian anyway. Being suspiciously Asian. Oh, right before he has her arrested, they they bicker about what to have for dinner. And because she's he, like, he cook- knows that she's just trying to like keep him. He knows I'll, I'll that he's trying to keep you. him there. She, yeah, she 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 says, "I'll cook you a Chinese dinner." The least Chinese-looking woman I've again. Ever seen just want to reiterate life. that I am from China. <laughs> in case China. you have just uh, just in case you didn't realize that, James. And he's, he's, he says, first of all, I don't want you getting dishpan hands, which <laughs> fucking rocks. <laughs> and then second of all, he drops my favorite line in the movie. Apropos of fucking nothing, Bond says, I'm feeling Italian and musical. <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> you're, you're feeling what? Italian and musical. And so, yeah, yeah, find me an Italian restaurant on Jamaica in 1962. <laughs> an Italian restaurant in Jamaica that's musical, no less. Mm, um, <laughs> I'm feeling Italian musical. So he has her arrested, and then he just kind of lays in wait for Professor Dent. Um, mm. Yeah, because the spider had failed, so he was like, right, I'm just going to fucking shoot this guy instead. I'm just going to fucking murk this guy with a gun. Probably should have started with that, really, but whatever. Yeah, and and so he, Professor Dent comes in, finds the like staged Bond in the bed, shoots him a lot of times. Uses the old like, pillow it, trick. Yeah, shoot, shoot, shoots him six times, and then Bond turns on the light and was like, aha, I'm behind you the whole time, and then just uh-huh. murders him. Like absolute cold blood gets a quip in too because well yeah because uh, the, pro- the professor goes he initially throws down the gun goes for the gun and then Bond's yeah. like who are you working for and he's like I'm not going to tell you and Bond's like all right then whatever and then he, he goes <laughs> he goes basically he doesn't press him very hard he goes for the gun no. and then he pull he pulls the gun on Bond and fires it and it's empty and Bond says a line from the books he says that's a Smith and Wesson and you've had your six it is it's not, not a Smith not and Wesson Smith it's not a revolver no. it actually has seven shots in it but whatever. Um, and then Bond just shoots him in cold blood. Which is phenomenal, yeah, because he's just proven conclusively that this man now poses him absolutely no threat, because he's got no bullets mm, yeah. left. He, he fucking kills so he his ass get dead, information. and then 
and then yeah. takes the takes the suppressor off of his pistol with his finger on the trigger the whole time and just kind of sucks it off for a second. <laughs> right. Like I'm he's I think he's supposed to be blowing the like the, the gas out of it, but it really does just come across like he's just doing a bit. And so, like, we've established Crab Key, Doctor No doing nefarious shit to like make rocket fall down mm -hmm. so we have to go there but quarrel doesn't want to go because of g -g 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 ghosts <laughs> quarrel doesn't want to go it's because... just occurred to me that had dr no just not murdered strangways at the start none of this would have happened yeah absolutely no, no reason done to do nothing that. yeah yeah but like Quarrel is like, I don't want to go there during daylight because there's a dragon. And then these two fucking Sneering white boys- imperial ass motherfuckers. He, he, he goes like, mm -hmm. native superstition. It's like, yeah, it, and, and there's so much of this. <laughs> they, 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 make him, they make him go, to, take him to the island anyway. Bond lands on the island, finds pussy immediately. Right. It just arrives <laughs> for him on the beach. Mm, the famous, famous shot of Ursula Andress. Famous, Andres. famous shot of Ursula Andress, Honey Rider. Lord Almighty. <laughs> yeah, she, she comes out in, in a fucking, like, in, in a bikini. Uh, Bond shows up. Uh, she pulls a knife on him, which at least, like, you get, she has the right idea about mm -hmm. him. But mm -hmm. he, he he dissuades her. And then Dr. No's army of henchmen show up and sort of machine gun the beach and force them to run and hide. Oh, but, I, but, I do want to take... I, I want to I want to take a moment to note, and I think I might oh, even be noting the same thing that you are here, Alice. Is when is Dr. It the no... hench fit? No, it's not. Okay, it's not. Oh. It's when the henchmen come round the, the corner of the island in their machine gun boat, it's established that they need to hide. So Bond takes Honey Rider's hand and they go to run. And Bond turns to Quarrel and says, "Fetch my shoes." I Fetch know. I my know. fucking Full shoes. Caps, this MF cannot stop giving orders to Quarrel. No, I'm like, he, he, he it's just my shoes. Like, Fuck off. There's an imminent threat that you you don't need your shoes to hide from a machine gun, James. But he just says, <laughs> "Fetch my shoes." Fetch and then he says, "You hide over there, and I'll hide. I'd hide over here with Pussy. I mean, Honey Rider. Like, mm -hmm. might as well be it's called Pussy. Serious, to be fair. Let's. She is. She is." Let's say ambiguously ethnic she, in that she has a tan and a weird her accent. Her accent gets slowly less weird over the course of it. She starts out with because quite a again, strong one, and then by the end, she just dubbed. sounds like the same woman. Mm. She's dubbed also, by the same lady. Yeah. She's yeah. I think she's and, supposed and other, to be Swiss. The other fun thing about um, about Honey Rider is that, like Quarrel, she is childlike. Oh, absolutely, the whole time. And not just, not just like, I'm not just saying this. She talks about how, uh, like, her father was the zoologist and they used to travel the world, and her only education was reading an encyclopedia, and she has got mm -hmm. up to tea. I know, I fucking, oh my god. <laughs> and, bond, and Bond is like, yeah, this is the fucking hottest like, shit I've seen fuck, in my I'm life. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a bond. It's like person. one step down from, oh, like, she's a thousand years old. But she has the anime titties body of a seventeen. Like it's one step down from that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like she's established to be dumb as bricks. But the danger presents itself, and and Bond immediately grabs the woman's arm to pull her to where she needs to be, and tells Quarrel where else to go. And it's like, how about you fuck off, mate? <laughs> <Shut the fuck laughs> yeah, this up. is the kind of shit that should get Bond righteously shot in the back of the head by Quarrel. But like, yeah, get no your own damn shoes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. they, 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 metal, they metal gear solid their way through 
uh, a swamp, and and then they meet the fucking dragon because. Like, Bond maybe should learn a valuable lesson here about intelligence received, right? But he simply does not. The whole time he's like, there's not a dragon. This is a fucking... Come on, man. And the honey rider, by the way, is like, there is a, there is also a dragon. I have seen it. I have read about... And he's like, yeah, there's, there's, a point. The letter D. there's a point where she points <laughs> at a pair of incredibly clearly tank tracks on the ground and goes, look, dragon tracks. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nice man absolutely and we, and and we meet the dragon which is <laughs> the funniest so shit i've good. seen in a minute yeah the dragon the dragon is a, a a wheeled armored vehicle that has had a dragon face painted on it and it has a flamethrower <laughs> presumably because again chinese <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's the least threatening fucking vehicle i've ever seen in my life but bond still manages to get owned because while he's sort of like he he's in this sort of quasi military fetch my shoes commanding mode and his plan is okay you and me we're just going to shoot at the front of this with our tiny pistols his, this does not his work his plan is to shoot all. out the fucking headlights on it like, all right. Yeah, you know, you know what kind of provides a lot of light is a flamethrower. And so mm. as a consequence, Quarrel gets fucking incinerated. And it's yeah, R.I.P. Quarrel, F's in chat. It's impossible to overstate how completely avoidable Quarrel getting incinerated was, because this thing was coming towards mm-hmm. them so fucking slowly, and the <laughs> flamethrower had a range of maybe 10 feet, but it just it, it incinerates Quarrel and then immediately they just turn off the machine and get out and go, all right, we're, we're going to take you away now. It's like, Yeah, we just wanted to kill that one guy. Bond isn't even fucking sad. Yeah, Bond's not even asked. He's like, what happened to my shoes? Um, <laughs> Bond's like, fuck, you had my shoes. <laughs> Damn, he had my shoes. Oh. But also, Quarrel, Quarrel has been shown like swigging rum in a cheeky way at various points. So he probably, he probably goes, up, goes up pretty well. <laughs> it does go up pretty well. It's... it's- and yeah, because ragdoll physics weren't invented yet, so the special effect for this is just Quarrel just fucking falls over completely stone-ass dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which... <laughs> but then, like, we, we get the first instance of Bond is bonked on the head and captured and brought to the lair. Which is underneath a bauxite mine, and Doctor No is the only person in the fucking movie who knows how to decorate, is yeah. the thing. Mm. We we have these we have these sort of beautiful Ken Adams sets where everything's like lots of lots of concrete that's sort of brushed in interesting ways, and they have to. Oh, oh yeah, there is the detail that like both Bond and and Ryder are thoroughly fucking irradiated because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the island. The island's radioactive, dog. And so what they have to do is they have to like Bond. Bond has to like get sprayed with shaving foam and then brushed once with a broom, mm-hmm. and then Honey Rider has to take a full shower. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. Absolutely. Um, they're decontaminated. Uh, and, and then, by- they, then there's a lot of people working there who again are all Chinese. All um, Chinese. All Chinese, and then they get brought to a room. Uh, where they're supposed to stay, and it's like, oh, you will stay comfortably here, and you will be Doctor No's guest. And then they get drugged, 
kind of pointlessly. Yeah, he just, yeah, just drugs them, them, for, no, them for just, shits just, just and giggles. No time. Because they get drugged and then they just wake up in a bed, rested. It's just like, ah, like, I just want yeah. to make sure you sleep well, Mr. <laughs> Dr. Bond. No. Dr. No is, a very, is such a fucking considerate host that he will roofie his guests, but only to make sure they get a good night's like, sleep. It's, it's, there's also no reason to have that scene. They could have just gone straight to the scene where Dr. No introduces himself. I don't know why this is even in there. Do- Dr. No roofies oh. them because he was going to see them for dinner and they got there too early or some shit like he's literally just you know? killing the fucking time between <laughs> and, and then they have to dress up also in Asian clothing of course because yes, they have yes, to dress, again. you gotta, you gotta dress Chinese for this Bond Bond wears a sort of the, the sort of Mao four pocket suit and then Honey Rider gets to wear a Chong Sun and uh, and like pants and they, 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 they go and have dinner with Dr. No. I'm surprised he's not like, would you like some hoisin duck and pancakes, Mr. Bond? <laughs> and throughout all of this, this, this woman is getting not only more and more English accented, but I think she might also be getting blonder. Like, I- <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. She goes to put on her clothes and her hair is a completely it's like different color. The radiation, the radiation makes you blonde. Yeah. She's getting bimboified. They wander through Dr. No's office, which is like on the way to dinner, I guess, as a flex. Mm. And they find they find that he has a cool aquarium window, because they're under the fucking ocean. Mm. And all of the fish look massive. The reason why this is, uh, they they altered the script, right? They have Bond say, yeah, I'm, I made it myself. It's this convex glass. And Bond actually has this quite incisive uh, like mm. critique of supervillains where he says, yeah, uh, uh, you know, minnows pretending that they're, that they're fish. And, uh, Minno- minnows no, pretending it, to be whales. Huh? Minnows pretending to be whales. And then just like, just like you! And Dr. <laughs> no was like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I understood this. I understood that's what you were saying, yes. The reason why, the reason why this is in there is because they bought stock footage of fish and it didn't scale properly, so all of the fish looked fucking massive and they couldn't change it. (laughs) Yeah, because they're stood in front of a quite clearly not convex window saying, it's convex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now we get to the fun part. This is the best scene in the movie. This is... Bond, <laughs> Bond, no, and Honey Rider enjoy a delightful, a delightful dinner of two grapes. <laughs> and Doctor No goes completely out of his way to mention his fucking hands at least three times. Like when he introduces himself, he holds out a hand as if to shake and goes, "I, I have don't metal really shake hands, by the way, the hands." Because of the metal <laughs> hands, which I lost doing mad science. Because of radiation, he has, he has I think. Shiny black metal hands, yeah. Yeah, I, I was. Chinese black metal does shiny. sound like a fun genre. But no, no, no. He. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean. So my favorite thing is that Bond lands this absolute fucking roast <laughs> of him. Because they're kind of. They're kind of like. First things first, they have to get the woman out of the way, which they do, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Noah's like, yeah, no, my guards are just gonna probably rape her, and Bond tries to hit him over the head with a bottle of Dom Perignon. Bond goes and for a dis- special move. He's- and is dissuaded by it being pointed out to him how Bond nice the fucking champagne attack. is. And he's just like, oh yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, go ahead. Well, Dr. Noah's <laughs> like, that's a, it's a 50, it's a, he said it's a 56 or something, and Bond's like, I prefer the 53 55. myself. Literally goes just like, get the woman out of here. It's nothing to do with her. And Doctor No is like, yeah, you're yeah. right. Leave. And then the woman just goes for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. All right, that's enough. 
<laughs> she she goes <laughs> to the same place time. that Felix Leiter did, who has just fucking vanished. Just yeah, he's just <laughs> fucking gone. He he's climbed into the machina to ex-Leiter. No, what happens is they, they then have this sort of ideological conversation, right, where Doctor No outlines what his whole vibe is, and his vibe is being the INTJ meme. Like... <laughs> a successful criminal brain is always superior. It has to be. And so, he announces that, like, but Bond gets this flex in that's just like, oh, you kill so many people, you gotta be a communist. Right. And No hits him with... East. West, just points of the compass, each as stupid as the other. Fucking go off. Yeah, yeah because I think in I think it might be in the original novel it was that he was he was working for the communists, but they change mm-hmm. it in this film because I think by the time this film came out that was too much of a cliche. Mm-hmm. So this is Doctor No in classic Bond villain style explains who he is and and just says, actually I work for a secret organization that MI seven has never heard of called Spectre. Oh, I have a drop for this. Mm. I'm a member of Spectre. Spectre? Spectre. Th- that is unaltered. They literally do just say Spectre back For about and five minutes as well. It was a strange sequence. I lost my Spectre. fucking mind Spectre. when I found out what Spectre stood for. Like, he just yeah, says yeah. Special executive for counterintelligence. Okay, cool. Terrorism. Right. Fine. Revenge. Mm-hmm. And extortion. It's such a clear mm. acronym. They're like, fuck. The four <laughs> pillars of power. We're going to call it Spectre. I mean, you could have had racketeering. Special. But, like, but my favorite detail about this is that, like, both Bond and Noah are just roasting each other the whole time, including <laughs> the reason why the group chat we have to organize this podcast is currently called Ablis James Bond, which is. Bond. We can't all be geniuses, can we? Tell me. Does the toppling of American missiles really compensate for having no hands? <laughs> fucking get it, man! And it's so <laughs> completely up because his hands are it's not only functional, no, exceedingly it's, it's, functional. The, <laughs> like we see him like cool. crush a thing to threaten Bond with them, and he's just like, "Yeah, no hands, much, bitch." But Bond, uh, but it's no like, oh, gets how do you his jack fucking. Off with those things. No, no. How do you finger a woman with a hand like that? Noah's like, well, I thought I was gonna recruit you for Spectre, that's why I brought you here. I have a better reason for not killing you immediately than any other Bond villain in the Mm. franchise. And Bond is like, Bond like laughs it off, he's like, yeah, give me the revenge section, that one sounds cool, you fucking dick. And what what Noah tells him is, You are just a stupid policeman. It's a it's an un, like unironically phenomenal scene where the two of them are sort of duking it out uh, with words. Yeah, both of them. yeah, and it's and it's fucking accurate. That's that's Bond's whole vibe, more or less. Like he pretends not to be, but yeah, he's he's a dumb lucky cop. It's it's something. Yeah, Doctor No absolutely has his number. Yeah, and that number, 007. That number is 007. No, do, 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 Dr. Noah's just like, yeah, I've, I've finished my grapes, just have this guy beaten. <laughs> and I just, I want to stress at this point that Dr. Noah's plan is that he's going to use his nuclear reactor in his base to create mm-hmm. a radio wave that'll make the fucking rocket at Cape Canaveral 
fall over. Fall over. And then yeah. when yeah, that is yeah, accomplished, he'll blow up his base and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, like, he actually oh. tells us that's his plan. He's straight up. It's not entirely clear. I mean, it seems if you've gone to all the trouble to build this base... I know. And, it's, and if you wanted to use it to divert missiles, I mean... Why not keep it's right the there, man? It's pretty yeah. strategically it's located. Great... But he's like, yeah, no. Once I've done this, I'm going to blow it up and move on to some I'm other do shit. Something else. Question. I just wanted to around. see if I could do this. I don't know. I'm going to start a podcast. I don't know. He stole ten million dollars <laughs> from like the yakuza or something like that. The tongs, the hipsing tongs. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and I, that's I wrote right, like yeah. ten million dollars has been fucking ruined by inflation. You can't get a decent <laughs> secret evil well, like, base for ten bonds. million these days. And you can get no, a damn no, good no, pair of hands though. Apparently, really. No's first line in the movie is one million dollars, Mister Bond. And that's him talking about how expensive his fucking window is. I mean, I know that stock footage of fish is pricey, but a million dollars? That's a tenth of the money he stole. How is that? Yeah, yeah, he just spent, he blew it all on this window. (laughs) (laughs) The Spectre Accounts Department are like, Dr. No, what are you spending this on? Like, your expenses are awful. Doctor, no, we just needed you to have like a radio telescope or something. To I cannot stress enough. Over. I cannot stress enough that that No's whole vibe is this. The successful criminal brain is always curious. <laughs> it's just yeah. like yeah. And the successful criminal brain spent ten percent of your budget on a window for fish. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's it's so again good. someone at spectre is like why are we giving this guy money <laughs> why yeah and, and like we don't that's the other fun thing we don't know anything about spectre other than their stupid ass name but like so, so we we have bond beaten right and thrown in jail and then we have, bond plays fucking hitman 3 like i do which is to say, he busts out of his cell by virtue of like kicking the world's flimsiest grave. Can't get off. good. He uses his shoes. Thanks, thanks, Quarrel. Yep. Climbs oh, through a series of ducts, finds a guy in one of the like weird like Tesco bag ass hazmat really suits never mentioned Quarrel, that they're yeah. all wearing because of the radiation, and just kind of like hugs him until he can take his clothes. Yeah, Bond learns a new attack. He levels up. Yeah, he learned it from Pussfella. No, this is the thing. It's not the first time. It's not the first time because um, he gets to do this once before. In the, when they're fleeing across the salt marsh, he like very gently hugs a man from behind and cradles him down into <laughs> the water without attempt. visibly harming him at all. Oh, it's and like a contextual honey, button press stealth attack that yeah, Bond can and, do. And, yeah, and Honey Rider is like, I can't believe you did that. Did what? And yeah. Bond's just like, because I. It's had like half to. implied that he that he kills him, but I can't see how. Like he took the knife of Honey yeah. Rider in that scene. And then he just kind of like makes the guy lie down. It fucking and, rules. and it cuts to Honey Rider and this. We're going way back, but it cuts to Honey Rider in this, and she just goes like, "Why?" She's looking completely off to the side. It's like he just <laughs> sort of like pushed him over. In the previous scene, Honey Rider confessed to a murder. She says, "Yeah, she, she says, murders oh, her I rapist. murdered my landlord." Yeah, my landlord the rapist. Worst, which mm. uh, worst kind of landlord. Mm. So I mean. Bond Bond gets this this hazmat suit which like obscures his face not much at all. 
-hmm. and he wanders into the world's best decorated nuclear reactor. It's it's a sick (laughs) set. It's actually a phenomenal set. It's a fucking... It fucking goes so hard, hard, man. It's like this this beautiful poured concrete. Every second surface has a big flashing light on it that says danger level maximum or something. (laughs) And in, in the middle of this is Dr. No... W- like wearing a plastic bag over his head <laughs> because of the radiation. Yeah, because for are... some reason, not only do you need a nuclear reactor that irradiates the whole fucking it's island it's on, open but, nuclear reactor. But to use that nuclear reactor, you need to yeah. be in the same room as. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put a cover on that or something. Like, like the, no, no, <laughs> we spent we spent all the budget on a window. <laughs> You can just you can just have that in another <laughs> building. But yeah, no, 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 I have to I have to line up with all of my guys next to the nuclear reactor. The successful and criminal brain is always. It's not just scary. that, it's that like the big switch to turn on the nuclear reactor is on like a gantry of <laughs> crank. crank. Yeah. It, it's, it's a like hand kind of crank. So they are in the process of make rocket fall down. Yeah, and and ten feet away is just an open nuclear reactor, and I can't help but feel that even if you had a radiation suit, that's not going to work, man. No wonder you lost your hands. He put so much of his money into that fucking window. <laughs> it was just like we so, don't have any shielding for the reactor, and also we can't afford a second room. But Bond fucking fudges every stealth roll across just, this room. Right, he picks up some documents that they just have in the nuclear reactor room, and is just kind of like perusing them and walking around and looking at, like the most suspicious <laughs> motherfucker you've seen in your life. He's almost whistling. That's a that's a yeah, and, and, a, a goat going theme in this movie is that no one knows how to look casual like the the three blind no. mice guys are constantly looking completely suspicious the whole way around and the guy even, the sweating guy even in the intro where the guy walks across and then shoots at the fucking camera the classic introduction to James Bond his walk which is, is not his Connery. walk is so suspicious and then well cuz that's not an actor that's that's yeah, Bond's stunt, stunt guy they just did it last minute yeah. No one knows how to be it's, casual. It, it's so funny how shit it looks when you can see it in HD now. So funny. yeah, I highly recommend that. But no, yeah, no Bond. Bond gets fucking. He gets his disguise blown by Doctor No, who thinks he's a guy called Chang because everyone is Chinese. <laughs> Important <laughs> note: This guy. I cannot stress enough. This man is this Chinese. Man who has specifically said he's not working with the East. All of his guys are just Chinese for some reason. Are Chinese. He's like, yeah. Dr. No's like, Chang, why aren't you wearing your yellow face? <laughs> and maybe we should take the second to stress that, that Dr. No is wearing makeup that makes him look a little bit more Chinese. He's got yeah, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a Canadian man yellow in yellow face. He's yeah. got like um, something above his eye to make it look like he doesn't mm-hmm. have a fold there and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Also, he is dressed like yeah. Chairman Mao the whole time. He is dressed like Chairman Mao, but wearing a plastic bag over his head. And he busts Bond stroke Chang, like, skulking. And essentially just tells him, yeah, just go to work. Go, 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 get across the room and go to the big switch that make reactor go yes. It's incredible. Which Bond does, right. And my, my favourite part is the guy working next to him who has my exact physique. It's just a guy. It's just kind of a schlubby guy with a paunch wearing a plastic bag. Yeah, it's fully see through that guy's entire thing. It's so funny. Yeah, he's just, and he's just like wearing a t shirt and shorts underneath. <laughs> he 
Like, yeah, I, yeah, I came here from podcasts. I'm safe as hell right now, man. <laughs> He's come from the beach, like. Oh, yeah. Also, um, sorry. Honey Rider's just getting shells. That's why she's on the beach. Yeah, she likes shells because she has the mind of a child. She's like, this is yeah, worth yeah. fifty dollars. What, 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 what's, what's she doing right now? We don't Impossible know. Possible to say. Probably. She's somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Who, who care? But like, so as Doctor Noah's preparing to to knock the rocket over, Bond turns a big crank, moving a danger level meter. <laughs> Past the level that says danger, it says nothing else on it. Merely danger level, and he's like, "Ah, mm. oh, this should go to the right." So he does that. <laughs> yes. The podcast, the podcast guy tries to fight him, and for that, <laughs> this kind of like schlubby guy is my hero, right? Because he gets he Bond presses the B button, and like judo throws him off the edge of the gantry, and he just fucking <laughs> dies. Ten foot drop again. Ten foot drop. <laughs> ten foot drop. He just fucking. This is gone. in the wild. One of the only examples of turning a big wheel that says something and looking back at Dr. Yeah. No like a contestant on The Price is Right. He's just rotating this big fucking thing that says danger rating and like checking over his shoulder every couple of seconds. But what's also <laughs> so very fun is all these podcast henchmen have quite clearly been trained very well because an alarm sounds and all the henchmen just fucking bail. They leave. All, they just, yeah, dro- all of them just leave. Doing. They just exit stage right and go. Except for Doctor No, who is like, I got to fist fight this guy with mm. my metal hands. Well, well, yeah, he has the advantage. Yeah, so he climbs on top of the gantry over this open nuclear reactor. They fist fight. Bond judo throws him off the gantry <laughs> because he's got one move. Bond uses the heavy attack and just he, use, he uses the heavy attack. A. He throws him over he the thing. A again. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. No is like, he's trying to climb out of the like boiling reactor water and he can't get any purchase on the thing because, and I cannot stress this enough, no hands. So the lesson. Mm-hmm. Of- no, we can't all be geniuses, can we? Tell me, does the toppling of American missiles really compensate for having no hands? I so guess the not. The lesson of this movie is having no hands Do not be disabled. Is, is a problem for you. <laughs> Like, yeah. if, if you have if you have a disability, it will be your undoing in the mm. ultimate. Like, well, this starts a this starts a trend that continues right mm-hmm. even into the modern day James Bond. Oh, uh, we'll very, get to the very, fucking die another day wheelchair thing. We'll the, get there. It's very Richard the Third. Is that all the Bond villains have some kind of physical deformity? Problem. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, but anyway, the the base is exploding, and he finds Honey Rider tied to the floor for some reason. Yeah, it's escape. like I'd say it's like a two out of ten damsels in distress. I will point out one detail: in the original script, she was intended to be menaced by crabs, what? and the hmm. crabs that they got in Jamaica had been shipped internationally in frozen containers, and so they just had a bunch of sluggish crabs <laughs> who Aww. didn't want to act. He didn't want to act in a very aggressive way, and so they were just like, "Yeah, no, we'll just have her tr- have him try and drown her instead." So mm. she's like chained yeah. up. They didn't want to wait for the crabs to warm up. Like the the room no. that James walks into, where Honey Rider is, it, it feels like there was a scene that just didn't happen there. Like she's yeah, the clearly in. Yeah, she the, the crab scene, I suppose. Yeah, she's clearly <laughs> in like a setup. And he just walks in and goes, Jesus, and just like lets her out, and then they leave. Yeah, they did all of this. They did all of this bondage stuff. 
He said, we'll just yeah. skip this scene. <laughs> <laughs> and so on, on the way out, he does a series of heavy and light attacks against people. There's one, there's one moment where he like collars a guy where he's trying to find out where Ryder is. He's like, where is she? He's like, oh, uh, 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 no. He punches him to the floor and then another henchman executes the sickest jump I've seen yeah. just over his friend's body. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, yeah, fuck this and then, shit. I'm and then, out. fortunately, Bond finds a woman he can grab to ask where. Yeah, he 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 grabs the nearest woman, uh, who is like, in my opinion, significantly more attractive than any of the quote unquote Bond girls in this 100%. movie. But she is black, yeah. so like that. No, of course. So yeah, he's he's just like, where is she? And he he like unbuckles her from this James Bondage, punches his way to the exit, having just fucking. Chernobyl, a decent part of yeah, Jamaica. I, I yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want to point out that Bond has exploded a nuclear reactor in the Caribbean Ocean. So, so mm-hmm. not well. First of all, he's dead. He's he's got cancer within five years. He's he's fully dead. Oh yeah, um, no, it's fine. They just put him in the shower and they like scrubbed him once with yeah, that brush, which is Secondly, how you get rid of radiation. Jamaica, Jamaica, and a large section of the ocean is now permanently irradiated. He should have just let. Doctor No make rocket fall down and escaped <laughs> and said, "Hey, I you know who made rocket this fall down." Rockets. Rocket yeah. fall down. Yeah, <laughs> you, you should have just escaped and <laughs> said, "Hey, I found out who's making rocket fall down." You'll never believe it. It's a it's a Canadian man in yellow fish in oh, the Caribbean. No. Also, I caused a nuclear reactor meltdown off the coast of Jamaica. <laughs> Sorry. This is an island that is so radioactive <laughs> that they get irradiated from running around on it and getting mud under their fingernails. And because stuff. Dr. No can't afford another room. He couldn't afford <laughs> any shielding. He his money on a window. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> sent that fucking island into the atmosphere. Oh, fuck, that window is probably the sleeper bad guy of the fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, genuinely, Dr. Doctor no looking at the, the control panel with two buttons, million dollar window or reactor shielding. He's like, buddy, I know just what I want. firmly pressing. Yeah, I do what I want, and what I want is to look at some giant <laughs> fish. Some fucking fish, dude. Let's go. Some giant fish. <laughs> Bond punches his way onto a, onto a convenient boat. G- guys are like, this is the original like evil base blow up 100%. thing. There's guys diving off of piers. Mm-hmm. It's all done in miniature. It's really well mm-hmm. done, all things considered. This thing blows the fuck up, and then his mate Felix Leiter shows up and is like, "Would you like some rescue? No, thanks. I am going to fuck this child-brained woman in this boat." Mm, Bond shags in a boat. There's a, there's a, that's a the, weird number that's of the Bond films end with him shagging in a boat. It happens quite often. Yeah, yeah, and like this is this is the first. So and that's we don't even get a James Bond will return. We just get a the no, end. We never get like a debrief. He never goes back to England and M's like, "Good work, Bond. You made Rocket not fall down." Um, <laughs> nope. We see on the Bond, TV that Rocket, rocket fall no fall down. Rocket Rocket goes no. straight up. No. So we know <laughs> he did it. Well, we see fine work, 007. We see Rocket go up. Mm. Mr. Bond, and that's Mr. Bond, it. I'm on the radio in the boat. Did, did Rocket fall down? Did Rocket fall down, Mr. Bond? <laughs> I can't talk to you now. I'm shagging this child-brained woman in a boat. Ah, very well. <laughs> Does she still have I mean... shelves? <laughs> Is she no, wearing that's that's God, he's, he's cheated her out of $50. Fucked up. <laughs> oh, God. So we have... What we have on this podcast is a system, right? We're not just going to say, oh, this Bond movie is bad, right? We have a system. We're going to rate them out of 007 mm-hmm. on 
the four attributes of Bond. Smarm, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. The scum spectrum. So, mm-hmm. The scum spectrum. So how do we how do you think Doctor No falls in terms of smarm? I think I, I am. I, it's not the smarmiest James Bond ever gets. I think I'm going to give him no. a, a five out of seven at smarm. I I kind of agree, right? Because yeah. he but Connery is like pulling the smarm out. Like he will smirk at everything, especially the whole uh, "it's a dr- is dragon, is it?" thing. Mm. But like, it, there, there's an air of vulnerability to Bond in this that just will not come back until Casino Royale, basically. Mm. Um, so I think lower on the smum, cultural insensitivity. I, could, I mean, <laughs> if we're looking at a full seven out of seven. A seven sure. out of seven, like the the instinct. What if driven... a Chinese woman was white, but also Chinese, and then Chinese? Like we want to have yeah. a Chinese woman as a main character, but also we would hate to employ a Chinese woman. So we've got a white woman <laughs> in a bamboo house. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a, all of a black guy being uh, all of quarrel. Let's put some respect on his all name. Quarrel. Being instinct driven, yep. like he makes this point several times when when he's being asked to just give them navigation directions to Crab Key, and they'll go himself. So they don't have to come to the island. He's just like, yeah, no, I oh, navigate yeah. with my goes, senses. Yeah, I get my navigation from my nose, my eyes, my instincts. Then later oh. on, when they're about to set off at night, Bond's like, "We'll be fine," and he goes, "Ah, where my belly used to be tells me different." And it's like they take every single step. To make sure we know for a fucking fact that this guy is less than Bond, both intellectually yeah. and physically. This is, this is the most imperial Bond movie by a long shot because when it was made, this was still like a thing. Like Jamaica was not a nation; it was a colony, it was still a crown colony. Kingdom. Yeah, and it was it was still a crown colony. You still had these clubs full of white guys in shorts sitting around, being like, "Ah, oh, yes, one pedophilia, please." Well, this is this is what I mean when I say that when James Bond films are bad, they're bad in ways that reflect the society that made them, and that's that's why I think they're kind of interesting culturally. And in this ever-changing world in which we're living, <laughs> now unprovoked <laughs> violence, not very I would say high. Low. Like he, as I say, he has two moves, but like he only ever really seems to deploy those moves when somebody is like a mm. direct obstacle to him. With like, the exception a, he, of the professor, which is just murder. Yes, that's true. Yeah, he does murder a guy straight up. So I think that's got to boost it. Up. Let's say a six, maybe out of seven. Yeah, yeah, out of, yeah. I, I would know. say so because like the murder offsets a lot of. Like, I genuinely believe it to be like a one or two out of. I seven. think he does get a lot more violent later I on. I want to give us room to go way up. All this. right, you know what? Fine, I I concede the point. So we'll say like a a one or a two in unprovoked violence. Now, <sighs> misogyny. Oh, where do we start? Again, he does get a lot more misogynist later on. There aren't, t- I would say, and this is very sort of um, fluid. It's entirely dependent on your own sort of ethics here. I would say that there aren't outright rapes in this movie. Yes, like I don't think. Bond is on screen vitiating anybody's consent, which he will do yes. later, one yes. million percent. Yes, he, yeah, there are some ex- like explicit I think rapes later in the Talking series. about the misogyny of this movie, it's, it's, we have to decide, are we talking about the misogyny of Bond or the misogyny of the movie? Mm. Because that is definitely two say, different things. Yeah, th- this mm. is like... The movie... I, I would say that there's, m- there's less, like... There's less miss in this misogyny because it's, he it's don't miss. much more straightforwardly. 
Yeah, it's much more straightforwardly <laughs> just a sexual fantasy in that mm. everybody wants to fucking get railed by Bond. And there's that persists through all of the movies, but like, yeah, this, the, the grimmer stuff that we're going to talk about, especially like later Connery, mm. there's fully, like, it's just made explicit that women are not into Bond and he's just fucking mm-hmm. them, whatever. Sweet. But like, in this case, everybody from Money Penny on down wants the D. Yeah. And is like and it, willing and like, to do pretty much whatever for it. Yeah. And and also, you know, comes onto him and takes part in it. Mm-hmm. With the, with the, I mean, I want to give it a few points for Honey Rider's child brain. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the movie itself is more misogynistic than Bond is, just through mm. how the women yeah. are portrayed. Bond himself, I, at least, mm. seems in most of the cases to for things to be consensual. Well, he even straight up tells Honey Rider, "Ah, oh, my intentions are strictly honourable." And although that's it's not, not true. true, it's more than he ever bothers to do later. And there's one one mm. point I want to bring up just to sort of drive home the misogyny of the the movie itself and the production, is that the character Sylvia Trench and Moneypenny, Mm -hmm. those actresses were originally supposed to be playing each other's character. They were swapped Mm. when the director of this movie, who I don't care for his name and I'll never credit him, said that (laughs) the, the character who ended up playing Sylvia Trench, quote, smelled of sex. Which is why she got given the smarmier job. So Ooh. the movie itself is is fucking horrendous in its treatment of of women, in its treatment of cultural minorities. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so apart from our, our patented scum, our patented scum uh, spectrum, which uh, upon which this comes out fairly well, we've eased into the Bond canon. Yeah, with, it's, a, it's like, a total score of, one of seventeen. The, not one of the most egregious. Um, how was this movie to watch? How did we enjoy watching it? Well, I, I... Go ahead. I find it kind of middling. It has a long, sort of, dry spell in the middle. There's like... I appreciate that there's more intrigue than that you usually get in a Bond movie. I appreciate that there's more threat than you usually get in a Bond movie, but like... It takes a fucking while. Like it's a two-hour movie, yeah. and it feels like a, mm. it could have lost a half hour. Definitely, yeah. I, I I was skipping through parts when I watched through it the second time. To... Mm. On the other hand, though, I think it's it's worth like retaining in the canon or whatever, purely because of that dinner conversation so over good. two grapes so each yeah. with Doctor No. Where wait, no, I mean, you're not gonna get a better critique of James Bond in the James Bond movies, and I include the modern Daniel Craig ones with that, than You are just a stupid policeman. I mean, fucking get his ass. Dude. Yeah, it was a nice place to start because I, I alluded at the start that there's two reasons I find the Bond film's interesting, one political, which we explored, and one personal. And the, the personal one has a hauntological dimension to it as well. And that's because um, when I first went to drama school and, and began my professional acting career, I remember them telling me at drama school, your casting is period hottie, sexy doctor, or discount Hiddleston. And I remember somebody... <laughs> no, they did. That's what they told me. I remember somebody telling me, you are going to play James Bond someday. That, 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 that's, what, that's what your career can be aimed at. Um, but then, of course, something happened to me, as it happened to Alice and to Dan. I feel like you still can. Then, a very strange, a very thing, strange thing happened, which is that I found out I was a woman. So that's mm. why there is this kind of hauntology to the Bond series for me. So it's quite interesting to look back and, and see Bond 
not as a kind of mythical ideal of masculinity or something to be aimed mm. at. Because, you know, as I said at the start, Alice and I, we've been in that world. We've lived that kind of life. Yeah, th this, this podcast is a little bit of therapy for us. We are mm -hmm. kind of scourging ourselves of this, this dickhead who like yeah. plotted out the course of what masculinity was supposed to be like. And so we're doing this all trans mm -hmm. feminist podcast to and kill I really, James to, Bond. That's right. <laughs> we have to kill the Bond in our heads, and that's what we're gonna fucking do. And we're gonna get into like the fucking character and the inner life of the women around James Bond. We're gonna mm -hmm. do. We're gonna do all twenty-four movies. We're gonna have a Patreon, including the one with a trans Bond girl. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a Patreon where the deal is: we're, we've invented a totally unique podcasting that's system. Right which no one has ever done before, mm. where if you subscribe to our Patreon, you get a bonus episode per free episode. And those bonus episodes mm. are going to be about things, let's say the, the deuterocanonical bonds. So <laughs> our first bonus episode, which should be coming out the same time as so, this, is going to be about GoldenEye 64. We do have mm. a guest lined up for that, but we can't say yet. But... When you hear this, it will probably be out, mm. so we don't have to say either. Just head on over to the Patreon. Um, head on over to the find Patreon. It reasonably priced. Mm -hmm. uh, we may also do, do some Q and A episodes at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll vibe it out. We'll see how we do. Mm. Well, this has been episode one. Was expecting a, a, a funnier name than just Dr. No to shake out in the thing, yeah. but like, I guess we're just calling it Dr. No. Dr. No and the Adventure of the Million Dollar Window. <laughs> million Dollar Window. <laughs> you needed to see those fish, man. And of course, James Bond will return, as will we, as we investigate the next Bond movie in the season. I believe it's from Russia with Love. From Russia. Certain. With I will have love, watched from Russia with love in preparation for it, so it I better fly be. To you. <laughs> Let's just say it's from Russia with love, and if we're wrong, yeah, it is from Russia with love. Perfect. This is great. This is good. This is a good ending. Do you want to plug yourselves in case anyone doesn't know who you are, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody doesn't know, and she's singing. Once, once trans women get like this, I'm afraid we're yeah, no, we're gonna have to stop before we start singing as well. Yes. Um, and mm. I just want to head note here, song. if we'll I've it. said anything interesting or cogent, I can almost guarantee it came about in conversation with a girlfriend of the show, my girlfriend Eliane, while we were watching it the first time. I am not as smart <laughs> as I came across. Dev, Dev has used up their plug already. <laughs> mm -hmm. There is one detail that I want to add as a closing note. You already know who we are. Mm -hmm. I don't feel any need to introduce ourselves again or plug the Patreon again. I merely want to point out that at an early scene, Professor Dent accidentally borats. Check this shit out. Cherchez la femme. That secretary of his was very nice. <laughs> very nice indeed. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Bye, everyone. Bye.